gonna have a nasty podcast without no nasty. Oh, nasty. Maybe made by Nestle. Oh yeah, get a good whiff of that. Get that nasty stank all up in there. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Can't possibly run that as an intro. <laughs> it's like um, it's like uh, smelling salts. Uh, when you're on the um, on the ice, get a quick whiff. Oh yeah, the Leafs suck. How's it going? Fires you up. <laughs> there you go. You know the good thing is though too. I mean, you can get more of the aroma as you use the uh, the weed whacker from Manscaped. Yeah. You clear out those nose hairs, so there's oh. really no obstruction. They should yeah. sell as a combo. I had to remember yeah. what the weed whacker was. I'm like, what fucking aroma are you searching for? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you forget about our sponsored products? Uh, I know. I I get that confused with the lawnmower. Can, I mean, our last episode title was Toddler Dropkick. Can we get away with pelvic aroma? <laughs> I mean, we can put whatever the hell we want, realistically. True. <laughs> Man, I it's missed just the Toddler Dropkick, apparently. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, 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 out of all the uh, potential episode titles from from Monday, the Endo and I somehow came up with. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sim, welcome back. I, fuck it. I guess this is the start of the podcast. You did it, Endo. Congratulations. You, you made it yeah. happen. Um, yeah, table. so uh, I, I had about five different potential options for the episode title. I put it out on Twitter and Toddler Dropkick one, a show that you weren't on, Sin, but how are you mm-hmm. now that you're back? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty okay. A lot of, a lot of craziness these last week, weekended and shit, but as I said now. on Monday, that is your story to tell if you were to choose to, because I agree yeah. with some craziness. <laughs> I don't know. I've told it a few times. I'll show, I'll tell an abridged version. All right. So uh, I was went out to coffee with a friend slash casual date, and uh, kind of on my way home, driving over Business Loop eighty, um, which is the shittiest fucking highway in all of Sacramento. It's awful. People drive like maniacs, and it's it was like commuter time on a Friday too, so trafficy and crap. So just you know, sitting in traffic, I get rammed from behind. And that's like, okay, that sucks. I don't, you know, you don't know the extent of your damage. Like, all right, now I got to fucking stop what I'm doing and exchange info with this person. And uh, as I'm doing that, I look in my rear view, truck fucking (laughs) goes crazy from out behind me and takes off. So I got to chase him down off the freeway, past lights, uh, even a red one, which he ran, then turned green for me a little bit later. So like destiny was on my side and he turns down into this neighborhood and then makes another turn trying to break line of sight. Unfortunately, he drives right into a fucking cul-de-sac. I got you, bitch. And so I able to make him stop. He gets out and then begs me not to report him on this vehicle. Wants me to come to his house uh, so he can report it on a personal vehicle instead. And I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. But I'm just like, sure. Okay. Yeah. What's your name? What's your address? <laughs> like, yeah. Give me all this shit. Because at that point, I knew that he's not going to do the right thing. And. For a brief moment there, I was like, I kind of want to help this person. But then I realized this is fucking stupid. This is already stupid enough of me once the adrenaline faded to it. Why did I chase this person who was willing to run from the scene of an accident? Um, mm. Who knows what the fuck else he could have been up to. And then I'm in a neighborhood alone with him, essentially almost cornering him. <laughs> yep, that is exactly what you did. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I'm good. I'm here, right? Um, this yeah. is real. and uh yeah then from there it's just been a hassle of police reports and um 
first again over the entire weekend before because I couldn't file a, a report until Monday because I have to do it in person with the CHP California Highway Patrol. So the weekend I you know was able to text him a couple times or he was trying to text me still banging me not to report his shit. Um, I was just like just do the right thing like just give me the information and it doesn't have to come to anything else. But yeah, he didn't. And so police report had to be filed. Now I finally got in contact with his work. Now he's lying to his work saying, oh, he didn't actually run. He was just getting off the freeway to stop. And yeah, you know what? Uh, other people, people are going to other people. Yeah, other people are going to other people. And I'm I'm good. I'm I'm safe. Just a very, very minor kind of concussion, which I definitely feel completely worked through now. That's no joke, by the way, guys. Uh, you will have symptoms and it's a little bit frustrating and yeah yeah we're here the insurances uh hit, hit what he's covered under is 100 percent taking liability which is nice so i won't have to pay a cent out of pocket the moral of the story is uh people are great drive yeah. safe don't don't drive <laughs> yeah don't drive move to a city like helsinki where it's not mandatory for you to even own a car yes fuck yes going back there soon by the way oh mm -hmm. breaking news <laughs> yeah i'm not completely so, uh, locked when, in but yeah when, sometime I was gonna in the say, next when, sh when should we schedule you to be missing shows <laughs> yeah sometime in the next couple weeks it'll be it'll be a shorter trip i won't spend a month there i'll be like a 10 one week 10 day probably like a 10 day affair two weeks max we'll see gonna miss out on all that sweet sweet nhl 2k10 yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. <laughs> no, he'll play do? remote. He'll have his PC over there and just. <laughs> well, actually, if you time playing it correctly, with, if you time it correctly with God of War coming out, I won't be playing 2K10 anyway because I'll be too busy with that. Ah. When does God of War come out? Uh, November 9th. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Then I might not miss a, a beat. Like it, it'll be luck. like mid mid to late month is when I'll, I'm I'm shooting for. Speaking of mid, don't be mid when it comes to your uh, self-grooming care. Of course, this podcast, as always, is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped. That is manscaped.com. You can use the code TUGI, T-O-U-G-I-E, at checkout for 20% off your order and free shipping. Free. F-R-E-E. -E. Free. free. That's manscaped.com. Code TUGI. For all of your uh, self-grooming needs, whether it be Endo's... <clears throat> favorite cylindrical deodorants uh you know honestly i'm gonna be honest some top-notch uh boxers options as well they're fantastic mm -hmm. they are fantastic anything that you need we already mentioned the the lovely weed whacker for those pesky nose hairs especially as you get older kids look out gonna sneak up on you you're gonna be like what the hell i can't breathe that's where the weed whacker comes in thank you to manscape thank you to you guys for listening and uh, that's it for the show goodbye no i'm kidding uh, a nice eight-minute sprint, if that, for the sake of the show. I will say, though, we don't have as much to talk about today. It's been a, a fairly quiet couple yeah, of days. Yeah, what was up with, like, Wednesday when, like, no one played? That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was. There were three games Wednesday I had zero night? fantasy games. Oh, wow. Maybe it was, I don't know. It was one day. I was like, I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I think there were three games last night, which, uh... Yeah, that, that's happened a couple of times where it's like, okay, here's 12 games, and the next yeah. day it's just no one's playing. <laughs> yeah. The NHL scheduling is uh, and always will be a bit of an enigma. That said, 
getting into today's show, a hockey podcast that's not really a hockey podcast, we actually don't have any ridiculous, absurd questions. I was surprised, if not a little bit disappointed. But there is kind of a continuation of a topic that Endo and I talked about on Monday in regards to specifically the Vancouver Canucks with the idea of that fan base having a a very sad time at the moment with that team, I believe, currently being 0-5-2, as we'll talk about a bit later on. Uh, We do have some questions sprinkled in throughout the show, but this main question comes from Reds Rebels. Why are fan bases so quick to turn from everything is awesome and great to burn it all down and trade everyone so quickly. So, Sin, it's it's kind of a good opportunity for you to kind of give your opinion on, like, hey, a team that's 0-5 and 2 that has playoff aspirations, do you kind of agree with the idea of throw the toys out to Pram? It's over. Is it no. just like... Because my point was the St. Louis Blues in 2019 were dead last in January, and then they won the Cup. Yeah, I think the Canucks, well, who knows if that's in their future, they're still young. They have a lot of good young core pieces. I think they're still trying to put the right pieces around. Mm-hmm. And like we knew they didn't have it. Bruce Boudreaux gave him a shot in the arm. Sure. But you are still suffering the effects of Jim Benning. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think like you realize just how much like those effects are still there. OEL Tyler Myers. Like these are some hefty, hefty contracts that like, you know, if they don't overplay, then you're overpaying. Um, so I think it depends on the situation. Some teams turning around quickly, but, you know, it makes more sense. And I don't think the Canucks fans should at this point. I think you need to retool it, obviously. But I think humans are very, very emotional creatures, obviously. Um, tribalism gets us good, really gets our fucking juices flowing. Um, and we are, have the, the highest recency bias of all time. Like, it's really easy to be like, shit, this is going horribly. This is how it's going to be. It's very easy to get stuck in that cyclical thinking. So I think that's kind of why sports fans, especially because it's irrational. Why do you cheer for this team? Because you 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 cheer for it. <laughs> like, I just do. Yeah, you just do. Like, it's an irrational thing. So you're going to react irrationally to a lot of these goings on, especially when it makes you emotional, which everyone has that sort of investment. You summed it up pretty damn well. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. You had, you had a me moment where it's just like, oh, shit, no one's saying anything. Did I say something stupid? Yeah, oh, no, I was like, agree with me. <laughs> I was like, did I just go uh, off the rails right now? Fuck. Yeah, that's what it is. Very much so. It's just people are very reactionary to yep. what the situation is at the current time and place as opposed to what it could be even a week from now. Yeah. You know, if the Canucks win the next two to three games, all of a sudden the sky isn't falling, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's maybe salvageable. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with your take. I think it lines up, you know, pretty much evenly with what I said on Monday as well. Just that idea of, especially with sports, like you just, you just don't know. And at the end of the day, only one team can win the championship per season. You know, like the odds are against you to begin with. Only so much, you know, so much. But like I said, we'll talk specifically about Vancouver a little bit later on. We'll get into some other viewer questions as we go through. But in terms of kind of like our general talking points, nothing. Nothing that can't really be worked into the the day-by-day recapping certain games. Yeah. Unless Sin wants to spend 20 minutes like Endo and I did on Monday giving out about NHL 23. No, I haven't really touched it. it. 
Yeah, I haven't really touched it. Like, I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, yeah. this is why I wasn't super emotionally. Like, I'm just like, if it's if it's shit, then I still pump out the baseline for my channel, which is franchise mode. Like, I gave up on be a pro. I didn't even get to the draft because I think I told this already when I was simming through the off season. I was like, where the f-? like, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You actually don't get training reminders. You have to go in there manually every week to do your off ice training and make your fucking player better the way you want to make them play. I'm just like, it's fucking mm-hmm. stupid. I'm not bothering going back to repair this save file when I'm not getting great views anyway because mm-hmm. no one cares. That be a pro is the same for the third year straight. You can't add story mode and just the like, fucking leave it there. Like, are you kidding the will me? Of that community to in- embrace the mode has been beaten out of them. Yeah. I yeah. I was one of the highest like spokespeople for Be a Pro. That's like honestly it was the first thing on my channel that got me good views. Like back in NHL 16 or 17 before my franchise modes were really taken off. I was getting like 1k plus on Be a Pros. Mm. Like it, fucking 70 episodes deep. <laughs> the good old days, huh? Yeah, like I'd be fine if they didn't really add anything to it, any additional features this year and overhauled it like next year. But the fact that they didn't even add a trader, like a, a training reminder, they didn't add a slider to turn off or turn on the um, interruptions for your coach or your agent or an option to yeah. make sure that's all text based. Because if you look back at live the life, that was a perfect formula, because whenever you had a cutscene or something like that, it was just a flash screen on there. You had four options to pick or two options. It was really simple. It sold the same elements, but I feel like it was. Yeah, they just made it they, visually they better the, live the life and it slows it down too much. Yeah, it's yeah. like the clunkiness from 2K, uh, 2K's My Life or like My Rise, whatever the fuck it's called. And it's like th- that clunkiness just in hockey. And there's no option to skip any cutscene or move faster. So you have to let it all pan through. Yeah, if they added the skip cutscene button. Perfect. That's it. Just something to speed it up because I'm playing NHL 20 and having a better a better time because I'm able to fly through like four games in an hour. Yeah. Whereas with NHL 2023 and 22 and 21, I'd get through maybe like a game in an hour. Look at what I started. <laughs> Just mention NHL 23. It's ah, be a bro. This shit sucks. Yeah. Everything oh. sucks. It's the same game. Apparently, I had a co- uh, competitive seasons. Uh, into the game and it bugged out hut champs so that's something else too um mm. and another thing arbor jack guy apparently his uh his height and weight have been inaccurate since nhl 20 at Did least nhl 19? 20 i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna check 19 time to install 19 and just see oh, i how figured he might have just been goes. growing through that years and they just didn't bother to Dude, you know, update his i'm gonna growth. farm <laughs> so many twitter likes it's gonna be ridiculous i'm gonna farm it fuck it the dream y'all, y'all like to farm the hut market and get your packs and your pulls and get money to go off spend it off in vegas fuck yeah i'm gonna do the same thing but with twitter clout chaser merch available at endomills.ca i'm not joking by the way so on monday night a couple of games took place again not going to talk about everything but just the, the big events uh the ottawa senators beat the dallas stars in that game um both Brady Kachuk and Shane Pinto each hit their fifth goal of the year in just their sixth game played. Pinto um, Bean! Fucking Shane Pinto, man, is looking rather legit. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of hype for him from Sens fans, and I think, you know, some of that could be viewed as like, oh, shit, Sens fans are just 
really excited as they should be because the team's not looking that bad. But then someone like Shane Pinto stepping in, although I do have to shout out the people who are like, oh, if you have him at a 74, he's useless in franchise mode. Uh, no, he's not. And by NHL provided roster standards, he would be. Not with mine. Ahem. Ahem. Uh, but then again, my rosters uh, don't exist for NHL 23 and probably won't the entire way. But good for the sense in that Brady Kachuk doing rather well so far. Captain of the team. Shane Pinto stepping into that lineup just gives them more young talent. But they did lose a piece of that young, talented core. Josh Norris, injured shoulder, could miss the rest of the season. As two points in five games this year, just signed the eight-year extension worth just under $8 million a year. That's what I was afraid of. The worst possible timing for both he and the team. Yes. Yeah. Because now there's going to be uh, that that uh oh feeling over a newly extended contract. It's not his fault. And at least he has that job secured. You know, it's going to be great. But yeah, didn't start so hot. Two points in five games. That's well, well below what you want to see out of him, especially now that he's making or going to be. Is he did a kick in? Yeah, now or? it's the first year of the deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. So since he's going to be making like eight mil, like you need for eight by eight, you're going to need closer to point per game like minimum 60 points a year minimum yeah yep so a really brutal loss yeah. for the sends and it's just like just when you think sends fans can have nice things i know i feel it's bad like, for them because i was really pulling for him this year like i liked what they did in the offseason i was hoping they'd pull, pull it together mm-hmm. definitely and then um there's another team in ontario i'm not sure if you're uh aware of this The Vegas Golden Knights beat the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday. And yet again, as it's been for the past, what would you say, into three or four years, there are questions about the effort level. Sheldon Keefe, with nine minutes left in the third period, was spotted yelling at the team, we need to fucking skate. This has to be more, to me... From the outside looking in, that's more frustrating than than them losing in the playoffs, especially to like a Tampa, knowing how good of a team Tampa is. Just that idea that despite all their failures and shortcomings, they still just don't seem to give maximum effort for a lot of these games that are winnable games that could set them up better come playoff time. Yeah. They don't care. That. That team does not care. The only people who care on that that franchise are the guys who are fighting every night to stay in that lineup, like the Wayne Simmons, uh, the fourth liners, like ever everyone on there. They're they're the ones who are trying each and every night. Like look at look at Jason Spezza was doing a few seasons ago when he joined that lineup with the Leafs. He was like leading that like team by far in like the beginning stretch of the of the season. Like he was like the point leader or something like that. It was ridiculous. I don't know what it is like they've tried everything. They've brought people in. Like, I think they're going to like, like, what do you do? Do you ship these guys out? Do you send them for conditioning sits in the A and they just completely get like seven points in like in like a game? Like, what do you do as like a general manager right there? Do you have to break it up and send off one of your buddies to some other fucking Timbuktu town to rebuild and get something out there? Like, do you ship a guy like who's even like trade friendly on that team with that big roster who's like trade friendly is like william nylander but he's working harder than matthews is 
I don't know if it's a trading trading of a player that sparks them. I don't think it's Sheldon Keefe's fault necessarily. I don't know if he makes it to American Thanksgiving a month from now. Yeah. Especially with Dubis's ass on the line. Mm-hmm. That's that's the issue. Is yeah, Kyle Dubis's contract not extended. Pretty much Brendan Shanahan throwing down the gauntlet saying, We need something here, kid. Let's let's see some results. I don't know if Shell like the Leafs aren't terrible so far this season. They're not in the Vancouver situation. Holy shit, the, the city would have sunk into the fucking ocean by now. And oh it's my not even God. next to an ocean. Yeah. It would have sunk so far into the Earth's core, moved through the core, popped back water. up through the ocean, <laughs> and then right back down, and Toronto becomes Atlantis. Um there's just there's no I just don't see any way how Sheldon Keefe isn't the first one to go in that situation, but I just don't know who that guy is. You did have Barry Trot saying it would be cool to coach an original six team. I mean, if Barry Trotz Trotz with Toronto, though, that would be interesting. Stylistically, yeah. it doesn't seem like a match, right? No, but I mean, look at Torts and Philly so far. Mm-hmm. How disastrous we thought that could be. It's like a coach that's going to let Matthews and Marner play like Matthews and Marner works. But at the same time, it's like you do need that full kind of team buy-in. At the same time, we saw Tortorella in Vancouver telling the Sedins sit here and block shots. And that didn't, well, that lasted a season with Tortorella in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, not long. So I just, I can't help but think that Sheldon Keefe's days are numbered with this team. I just don't know what the answer is. I got to be honest. Um... Had he not gone so far with his methods, somebody not uh, overly abusive, if not abusive whatsoever, Mike Babcock, his coaching style theoretically might fit a little bit better than what Sheldon Keefe has done. Not going to happen. Don't want to see him back in the NHL. Joel Quinville, if you weren't as, uh, you know, negligent as you were back in the day and still had a job in the NHL, if the Leafs could get away with it without extremely negative press, I think they'd bring someone like him in at this stage. So it does just kind of seem like, ah, Barry Trotz? Like, I don't know. But I, I look at that team and it's like, how do you still have the same issues that you've had for years now? I can't count how many LFRs from Steve Dangle I've watched where it's like, yeah. hey, the team didn't start on time. Yeah, countless. That's yeah. been a that's been a pre Babcock thing though. That's just been that's ingrained true. in like Toronto's history. Like even when they had Carlisle, and then they had all the other guys in between then, and just they just didn't show up on time. Like is that just like, like a Leaf culture thing? Is that what the passion they've been keep call, the talking is about is? Like, <laughs> I mean, the maybe are in there. <laughs> They're the only ones who can afford the fucking tickets, man. Mm. <laughs> lower the ticket prices and maybe the team starts playing yeah. on time is that a trade-off that uh maple leaf sports and entertainment would take who's to say rogers but is like I, Fuck you. yeah <laughs> it's like nope no we'll we'll keep taking that money thank you i just like for my friends that are leafs fans endo mills included i i just want to see them figure something out mm-hmm. whether that be finally winning a round in the playoffs or <laughs> not torturing your fan base for 82 regular season games because you don't try until the fucking second period. And then come third period, you might just stop trying again. Brutal. 
I'll leave it at that because I feel like I'm making Endo sad. There's no, no it's fine. clear, concise uh, answer. You know, I, I think I've, it's the same thing. I've, I've separated myself from the team. I, I don't identify with it's I, I feel weird about like sports and like people talking about sports to say, oh, we it's like, are you on the payroll? No, you're not. Like people say, like, yeah, we're doing so good. It's like, oh, yeah, we're 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 doing terrible. It's like you're not doing shit. The only thing you're doing is sitting down your ass and grabbing popcorn like me and just watching the game. You're you're not contributing at all. Like they'll they'll be this successful or this terrible with or with you on their bandwagon or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I feel attacked right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> jokes on you, Bruins next cup. I'm gonna be right there on a duck boat with Patrice Bergeron. It'd be a good time. Can you imagine? Oh man. Other game that happened on Monday. I mean, we said we were going to talk about the Canucks. Uh, they lost to Carolina three to two. Um, Andre fucking Savechnikov, seventh goal of the season already. He, you know, keeps this up. You're not talking 30. You're starting to talk 40, 50 range, which is cool to see, you know, someone this highly touted continuing to get better still. Granted, great, you know, supporting cast around him. Uh, for the Canucks, JT Miller scored both goals. He hit, you know, third and fourth on the year, so he's not doing too bad. But the Canucks do fall to 0-5 and 2 on the year. They do have a shitload of injuries. And as a result, their defensive goaltending has been rough. Thatcher Demko started six of the seven games. He has an 872 save percentage. And their backup Spencer Ooh. Martin had an 879 in his one appearance. Sin, you didn't get to talk about this too much on Monday. Bruce Boudreaux sitting on 599 career wins, I believe. <laughs> uh does he hit 600 as the head coach of the vancouver canucks because god i hope so mm. he was like such damn it's kind of nuts like we really thought bruce boudreaux was the answer <laughs> like he he looked so good I, this is i don't know what's happening with these fucking canadian teams like mm -hmm. it seems like every year there's just a crazy horrible thing happening with these canadian teams yeah it's yeah I don't know what the heck it is and why they're always seeming to be run poorly in some way. Like something's not clicking. I wonder if it's just like a Canadian curse. Like, Hey, you had, you know, you won too many cups when there's only six teams. Now you got to suffer. <laughs> Fair trade. At least Habs fans will say so. I'm sure. <laughs> no Canadian Stanley cup winners since 1993. Goodness. Tuesday. Coyotes beat the Blue Jackets 6-3. Shane Gostis-Bear scored two goals, his third and fourth of the year. Do you guys recall uh, exactly what the terms of the trade happened to be for Shane Gostis-Bear? Um, don't suck. <laughs> Wasn't it? Ah, uh, shit. Who is that? No, wait. I can't. No, no. But I. what was it? What was it? The Shane Gostis-Bear trade. Coyotes acquire him, a 2022 second round pick that turned into 36th overall Artem Duda, and a seventh round pick that turned into number 216 Miguel Terigny. In exchange to Philadelphia, future considerations. They literally gave Shane Gostas Bear away for free, Holy with I shit. believe two years left on his deal at 4.5 million per. Wow. As a Coyote, he has 59 points in 88 games as a defenseman. 
on the Coyotes. On the Jesus. rebuilding Coyotes, too. <laughs> That's another thing, too. Yeah. Rebuilding Coyotes, that many points. I mean, Jesus people always Christ. say on bad teams that somebody has to get points, but I mean, damn. a defenseman that right. many. <laughs> He's always been solid. I don't. Yeah, I. It's an interesting thing how he got traded for nothing, like a cap dump. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was a cap dump. Yeah, it's pretty impressive how he's. Yeah. So they'll get something good for him should they choose to trade him. Or he'll get paid. He's going to get paid regardless. Good for Shane Glasses Bear. LOL Philadelphia. Uh, the main talking point with the Coyotes has been the fact that you guys, I know Endo saw it, so I don't know if you saw it, uh, the clip of the temporary away dressing rooms, which can really be summed up as a series of curtains. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought they were setting up for Comic-Con. <laughs> well, some, <laughs> some might say, uh, you know, when in the in the book of the Coyotes, these are some real funny pages. <clears throat> comics you see we tried Boo. Boo. we tried um it's literally going to be the setup for four games apparently like four yeah. games worth of that and then the any chance to dunk on what's happening to the coyotes people are going to take it yeah that they are i'm still hoping this really works out for them with the arena deal and everything me too um, just because you know again a point was brought up i think it, i think i mentioned the end of the, it was uh david pagnata of the uh fourth period on twitter uh, who mentioned that Tampa, like back in the 90s, there were teams having to get changed in trailers behind the arena because the facilities weren't fully what they needed to be. Oh, shit. It's not the first time this has happened in the NHL. Look at what's happened with the Lightning. They have had much more secure ownership. They have had... In a general sense, a better arena situation. Um, I am trying to remember just how it compares uh, to, say, uh, Tropicana Field for the Tampa Bay Rays, which uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is on the uh, the wrong side of, of kind of the Tampa St. Pete type of setup there. Um, and yeah, it does look like Amelie Arena. Shout out to Amelie Arena right next to Davis Island. Because that's where you want nice. to be. Davis Island. Um, yeah, basically, it, it's something that, you know, we've seen before. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing new. It's nothing. It's not great, but it's it's not the worst, essentially. And um, yeah, looking at the geography of. Uh, of Tampa and where Amelie Arena is compared to. Uh, yeah, compared to <laughs> compared to where the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays play, it's not surprising that the Lightning have found a little bit more success over the years. Hopefully, the Coyotes get there. Uh, for the Blue Jackets, Johnny Goodrow's fifth of the year. He's done well. They have had injury trouble though. They just lost Adam Bokust, broke his foot. He'll be out for six weeks. He's being uh, potentially replaced by sixth overall pick David Yerichek. So intrigued to see kind of what happens there. Patrick Line is back from injury which they desperately needed because I don't know how outdated the stat is. I'm going to double check, but the headline was out there that the Columbus Blue Jackets started their season 0 for 20 on the power play. That's on like the it. Sharks a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, 
That is a special kind of bad. Yeah, uh, I can't remember how much the Sharks went, but I feel like they're almost close to being 0-30 when they had this happen. It might have even been last season. Uh, just the most awful. Can confirm they are still the only team yet to score a power play goal on Oof. the season. Uh, Oof. They are uh, trying to find the exact number here, but yeah, they are currently the only team on a uh, 0% power play percentage. Um, the best in the league. Any guesses? <laughs> it's an best obvious suspect. Play? Yeah. Probably the Leafs. No, 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 no. Oilers. Oilers. Got to be the Oilers. Oilers are fourth. Ah. Uh, Colorado has a 50% uh. power play <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's eh, decent. You know, take what are the numbers? Either, like uh... what for what? Oh, God, that's what I'm struggling to find on NHL.com, and I don't oh, know why. Is it showing percentages? That's... Hmm. Um, oh, okay, I think I finally found it. I think so. Uh, yeah, NHL.com could be a bit funky. Uh, 10 for 20. That's for Colorado. good. The Blue Jackets are confirmed still 0 for 20 on the power play. Wow. Wow. Oof. Second place, by the way, Chicago. Good for Chicago. Score on the power play. Cool beans. Even with Seth uh, Jones so, leaving the zone for no reason. <laughs> that was Patrick Kane yelling at him. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about that on the show, but we should have because it was goddamn hilarious. Oh, so man. hopefully for the Blue Jackets, things uh, get better before they get worse. They're another team that's, you know, hasn't quite started off the way they wanted to this year. Endo. I have an update on the um the Jack Eye uh, conundrum. In his draft year in the OHL, in his first season, Arbor Jackeye was listed as a six foot two, hundred ninety five pound skater. So Therefore, they haven't meaning, changed it. They haven't changed it in four, not five fucking years. Yeah, I figured that was the case. Like they just had it, and he grew, and they didn't update it. I fucking knew it. Please Dude. put that out on Twitter. I'm putting that out on Twitter right now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, no you should put continue no to not make rosters just so EA can No, see don't put no comment. Explain exactly what it is. And the, lay it out there that they have not updated someone's height and weight since his draft year. Lay it out there fully. Also on Tuesday, the Boston Bruins beat the Dallas Stars. In our, uh, I was going to say on our show, season previews, not that long ago, I said I was very, very worried about the Boston Bruins. I think justifiably so. We talked about injuries and everything. Uh, the Bruins are 6-1-0. Their only loss is to Ottawa. It was on a back-to-back -back with travel. In this game, Pasternak scored his fifth. Pay the man. Taylor Hall scored his fourth, as did Patrice Bergeron. Nice. They did all of this. Without Charlie McAvoy and without Brad Marchand, who the word was, was not coming back until November. Uh, word got out that that was apparently like what, what the doctor said. And that was never the plan. As in like Marchand had full intentions to be back sooner. He is going to be in the lineup tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. The six and one Bruins getting Brad Marchand back earlier than expected. Lock in hell. 
Like this team has looked great I'm, so far this impressive. year. I can't I can't believe it. Linus Allmark is five and zero as a goalie with a nine thirty six save percentage. Four mil Brings worth. Us, hmm? Four mil absolutely worth, isn't he making four? Yes, I do believe so. Pretty damn good. Buffalo. It's and you know what they say, man. You got like five three mil. more games. Bruins play three more. Oh, five million. Okay. Yeah. Still yeah, Bruins. worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three more games the Bruins play. You'll kind of have an idea of how their season's probably going to go. You know, they always say 10 games is the season, essentially, or you can kind of judge. Obviously, there's incredible variables to that. But, like, oftentimes, if you, you know how your record is in the first 10 games, it's very similar to that sort of thing when that season ends. So Penn's that's good for the Bruins. Yeah. Ask this. It does look very good for the Bruins. And that's kind of where this question comes from. With Marshan coming back, who do you think gets booted out of the lineup? And same for the inevitability of McAvoy's return. Unfortunately for the Bruins, the more than likely option at who gets bumped is AJ Greer. Friend of the show, AJ Greer. Um, you know, yeah, young, flat out like his his at least from what I've seen, defensive metrics haven't been great. He does have five points in six games, but he has already been scratched for a game. The Bruins have played eight games, I do believe, seven, uh, seven games, excuse me, on the season so far at six and one. Um, yep. presumably he's the one. Um, otherwise it's twenty. He, now AJ's twenty five. Jack Studnick is the other option at 23. I do believe Stud would have to clear waivers. So mm. it does kind of scream that AJ would be the one to get dropped. And if he is waiver eligible, which I believe he is, he will likely get claimed. I think it would be a massive mistake for a team to not give him a chance. Uh, because again, five points in six games so far this yeah. year. Yeah, Sharks would lap that up in a heartbeat. As they sh- well, As they shouldn't, actually. Uh, because he would make them better. Put him on the Cuda. Oh, no, wait, you'd have to clear waivers again. I forgot how the real world works. The other options. Uh, again, I mentioned this, I think, on the last show to Endo. Uh, sent Nick Felino mm-hmm. last year. Now, let's talk this year. Yeah, you know what? Last year. How many goals did Nick Felino have last year in 64 games? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, you're gonna laugh. It's pro. It's either it's either way less or way more than I think it is. On the wild, right? What, what teams he on? On the Remind Bruins. Me. Sixty-four the games to the Bruins last year. Ah, he had nothing. Like ten, ten goals. No, eight goals. Two. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Endo had the same reaction on Monday. Uh, He had two goals, 11 assists in 64 games last year, so 13 points. This year, uh, four points in seven games, has three goals already. So he's not the automatic bid to to get rid of. Tomas Nosek has no points in seven games, but that's not really his job to get offense. And then Craig Smith has two points in five games. Mm. Uh, Both, by the way, Foligno and Smith, uh, they combine for uh, a nice 6.9 million on the fourth line. Nice. Um, I just can't help but think it would be AJ, unfortunately. And then when McAvoy comes back, which is still, I think, December-ish was the projection. 
Uh, right side defender. Ah, God, probably Zaboro comes out of the lineup. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. Um, as it is right now, they're like they have. I mean, it's McAvoy, Lindholm, Grizzlick, Forbert, Clifton, Zaboro, Carlo, Mike Riley, Anton Strawman. Got nine defenders that can presumably play in this lineup. So they got some some shuffling and some balancing to do, but I presume it would be Zaboral because Connor Clifton is playing some amazing fucking hockey right now. I don't know what happened. This guy's 5'11, 175, and all of a sudden he's just had enough of this shit. He's not gonna take it anymore, and he's just started to hit everybody. Um I like that. That's cool. It's from New Jersey. So I don't know, maybe just embracing his roots. <laughs> just fucking I'm gonna hit everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, also on Tuesday, uh, this one's for sin. Minnesota beat Montreal three to one, uh, shout out to Erickson Echo at his third and fourth of the year for the wild, but who scored his fifth of the year for Montreal? Oliver Wallstrom, <laughs> the superior <laughs> forward. <laughs> hey man, I, I'll call myself that when I have bad takes. Clearly I had a very bad take a few years ago. God, not allowed. Canceled forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cole Caulfield. Uh, they'll constantly throughout the season, you'll get uh, the sin update on Cole Caulfield. And throughout the season from me, you'll get the Valeri Nachushkin update because the abs beat the Rangers three to two in a shootout. And Valeri Nachushkin so- scored his seventh of the year. Sit there. Got to hear from these people. How do you have Valeri Nachushkin as a, as a great player? He's trash. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Top-tier defenseman as a forward. We call that a Selkie candidate, a Bergeron candidate, except he's not better than Bergeron. He never will be. Nobody is. The leading scorer on the Colorado Avalanche in terms of both goals and points, Larry Nachushkin. Give that man some respect. Damn it. Also on Tuesday, the Kraken beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-1. to This is one of the biggest talking points, I'd say. Shane Wright, fourth overall pick. Played five of the eight games that the Kraken have played this year and is averaging six minutes and 50 seconds of ice time. The fuck are they doing to Shane Wright? Why is he in the the NHL with this? I don't get that. Fourth line time, as you can tell by the ice time. I don't know if they're trying to drag out the nine game limit. I saw some people like, oh, maybe they're trying to like drag out the nine game limit up until like the world juniors start or something like that, which the world juniors don't start for another two months. Yeah, that's weird. Why would they do? Yeah, you can't send him down to the AHL. If the GM wants him to play, that being Ron Francis, then you need to fire head coach Dave Haxtall because Haxtall is clearly not going to play him. Otherwise, why the fuck is he not back with Kingston in the OHL? Yeah. I mean, we were asked a question as well. Say Dave Haxtall gets fired from the Kraken. Which coach could you see fitting in with the Kraken? Why is it Barry Trotz? I like the fact that Barry is the go-to Band-Aid for basically every team right now, as he yeah. should be. Yeah. Um, It won't get better. Shane Wright won't play much under Barry either. Like That's true. Yeah. But Shane Wright should not be on the roster if that's what I, I don't I don't get that when you when you get a guy straight out of the draft and you put him in the NHL immediately, but you don't play him 
in a six like I don't know. This seems like yeah, the middle six rule. Yeah, yeah, like he's got to be in that like yeah fourth line time. No special teams. Clearly from that ice time, I can't see him getting special teams time unless Mm -hmm. he's like sitting out shifts and stuff like that. Like again, you don't do that. You're gonna either he's young, you're gonna wreck his confidence. You're not letting him develop that way. It's weird. I'm trying to find I am on ice leaders. There are two rookies who have played less than him in terms of average time on ice. Uh, Mason Shaw for the Minnesota Wild got one game, played under six minutes. And then Dylan Holloway for the Oilers only played three of their games, and he played uh, five seconds less than Shane Wright. Shane Wright is getting played less than Cole Kopke for the Lightning. Ben Myers for the Avalanche. I mean, shit, not that he's getting a ton of time, but even Vitaly Kraftsoff's getting eight minutes for the the New York Rangers. And then at the high end, in terms of time on ice, obviously you have a lot of defensemen. Um, I mean, shit, Owen Power is playing 22 minutes a night for the Buffalo Sabres already. Um, Jordan Harris and Caden Gooley for the Habs are both playing 20 minutes a night already. And also for Seattle, like I know we got a couple of games with them last year, but Maddie Beneers is getting 18 minutes a night, has six points in eight games. What are you doing with Shane Wright? You can sit there and look up and down the ice time, the average ice time for some of these younger guys. And there aren't too many guys with a top four selection pedigree like Shane Wright that's being utilized this infrequently and dare I say this poorly. Very poorly. Uh, You don't do this with the young kid out of the draft. Mm. This makes no sense. Like that's this is how to immediately make him question and himself and his ability like. You're not going to understand yet. He's like, he's still kind of riding high from the momentum of being drafted and being an NHL or that like, yeah, either, you know, yeah, I, I, again, it's a trial clearly, but why not just play him nine games in a row? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, get more fucking development. Like, I think the Sharks did that with Eklund, like sat him one game and I can't remember why exactly, but anyway, doesn't matter. Bracken fans, tell us what we're missing here because I don't Please. get it. Neither do I. I it's. Wow. Uh, the LA Kings beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2. to two. Uh, Both Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde each scored their fifth of the year. Kings are only 4-4 four and four on the year, but I still really like that roster. And out of the... I mean, out of the California teams, they're certainly the strongest at this stage. <laughs> That's whoa, not saying whoa, much. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, no. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it brings us Do they have a Trevor Zegris? Don't think so. Well, it's funny because on Wednesday, since you mentioned the Ducks, uh, the Ducks lost to the Lightning 4-2 for their sixth straight loss. Anaheim. That pond water is looking kind of (laughs) murky. Yeah, they need to start winning more so the Sharks can be below them. Yeah, because the Sharks lost to the Golden Knights, putting the Sharks... At two and seven. We'll beat them to help them miss the playoffs. That's the only only time we care about it. (laughs) Yeah. What are the Sharks at two and seven on the season? We'll talk about what else happened in that game a minute from now. San Jose, in terms of point percentage, 
by the way, number one team in the league in terms of point percentage, your Boston Bruins. San Jose, on points percentage, currently above both Anaheim and Vancouver. God damn it. Never would have thought that. Sure, it's seven games for the, the latter two. San Jose's played nine. Never would have thought the two teams of playoff aspirations like Anaheim and Vancouver would have gotten off to this bad of a start where they're up or where they're below not only San Jose, but the Arizona Coyotes as well. Yeah, and San Jose is almost honestly clearly tanking when even though they're saying the complete opposite. Um, but this is such a clear tank job. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, I'm sure there it's not. I don't know. Maybe it isn't. And they really expect some of these veterans to carry this goddamn team. What is surprising is Timo Meyer not fucking scoring it. I'm cool about that. I'm like, hell yeah. Lower AV. Let's go. <laughs> I believe I saw some sort of stat line where he has more shots to the first nine games of a season than anybody else in like NHL history or at least recent history. <laughs> or Timo. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the efforts there. He loved. Yeah. Uh, again, that's another thing I'm worried about. Please don't drive these guys off. Let's just make this the one bad year. Get Bedard. But that's the other thing. This is kind of the only chance the Sharks have the tank because they are sp- they are 100% playing Bordalo and Eklund in the AHL on purpose. The Barracuda are kicking ass right now, by the way. They're like 4-0, maybe 5-0. Um, so all those young kids, they're going to be there. That's where the culture is being built right now. And everyone, a lot of people can't see the bigger picture here. But so, yeah, it's, clearly it's going to be a tank here. They're leaving all those guys down there intentionally to not let them, you know, get polluted by that room. And then all of a sudden you're going to bring those guys up with that new culture that they're talking about, with that new kind of tenacity and, and stuff like that. And they're going to be more than ready for the NHL when they get there. This is kind of the one year the Sharks will be ultimate tankers. After this, they have to go back to probably just trying and throwing things at the wall. Now that you got Eklund border low, you start having more pieces. You got to capitalize on the tail end of Couture Carlson. You got to capitalize on the prime of Meyer and hurdle. Like kind of got one shot at this and uh, we and, ho- hope we get Bedard, but it's going to be a strong draft class anyway. So top five, I'm happy. And bring back number one goaltender, James Reimer after trading him at the deadline, give him the big money in free agency after getting something for him at the deadline. I don't know if I ever see that would see that happening. He's 35. But I mean, man, he, he'd be, he, <laughs> what? I would never pay any. Who would you rather pay $10 million a season to James Reimer or Sergei Bobrovsky? I mean, technically James Reimer, but I wouldn't pay that to a goaltender ever. Fair enough. I rest my case. Also, <laughs> um, oh, speaking coasting. of. Goalies, Islanders shut out the Rangers last night. Ilya Sorokin had a 41 save shutout, which is gross. Uh, and the Islanders finally getting goals from both Kyle Palmieri and uh, Josh Bailey. So that's that's cool. You know, key players like five, six games into their season, finally getting their first goals. That's good. Yeah. Everything's going great for the Islanders. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> so our final talking point, because who else could we possibly end this show talking about? In that uh, Sharks game against the Golden Knights that saw the Sharks fall to two and seven on the year. Woo. A certain man who has that dog in him. <laughs> Although there was a Photoshop that said he has that hot dog in him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh, it's oh I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Philip J. Hot Dog. Phil Kessel, Boston Bruins legend. Toronto Maple Leafs legend, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins, has become the NHL's new Iron Man 
with 990 consecutive regular season games played in, passing a very short-lived record from one Keith Yandel. Mm-hmm. Also scored his 400th career goal in the same game. I don't have too much to add aside from the fact that Phil Kessel is an American hero. Jesus I think Christ. it's incredible that he has the Iron Man streak and he's like not in great shape how we perceive great shape for any <clears throat> athlete. Well, um, I mean, like Phil has like natural strength. There's a story that came out of one of the biosteel camps where like <clears throat> uh he was sitting down just reading a magazine. He was and one of the in a lab. one of the Yeah, one of the inv- uh, one of the invitees was like, "Hey, do you want to come work out with us?" He's like, "You want to see what I really can do?" And then kicks their ass in the leg press and then just walks back and goes back to reading his fucking magazine. That dude is like the epitome of like the beer leaguer who like is that good and doesn't even give doesn't even you know, like work out or anything. Comparing making an analogy of Phil Kessel being like the beer leaguer. Uh, was a choice. He is like <laughs> he is like the the premier level beer leaguer who like kind of like gets you just just, just fuck around kind of. He is the guy that shows up to a beer league game and you're like, this guy is going to suck. But he's a potential Hall of Famer. That is exactly what I mean. That's probably yeah. the best way to put it. Um, I had I had a point I was going to make. Now I fucking forgot. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like Dan Boyle. Dan Boyle literally was like, yeah, I never stretch. <laughs> like everyone's surprised like wait you don't stretch or anything he's like no i never do you know who stretches all the guys that are injured all the time and that's why i don't stretch <laughs> he's like marty Havlad, all these other dan boyle yeah. probably quoted in 2008 as saying that at the ripe age of 78 <laughs> <laughs> all these youngsters with the stretching he was quoted and saying oh. that sitting in the back of the locker room smoking a cigar <laughs> true hockey player when 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 hockey player were men, <laughs> God, damn it. handling his other job of you know smoking a cigar and uh, carving up meat at the deli. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When when is hockey gonna get that? Because you know when everyone when Jordan when you see the Jordan clips, all all the LeBron people are like yeah, well he was playing against like grocery baggers and plumbers. Like wh- when why hasn't hockey ever had that thing? Like oh Wayne Gretzky was playing against fucking butchers. <laughs> And truck drivers <laughs> needs to happen. Though. Someone's going to start the trend. I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to piss off every single old head on Twitter. Wayne Gretzky overrated. <laughs> Question Wayne Gretzky won his cups against you know, oh, plumbers. God. And- <laughs> um, yeah, as we uh, kind of wait to see here if Sin lost his connection. Even if he did, it's okay. Uh, and uh, I mean, oh, what? am I not good? You know, Phil Kessel. Toronto Maple Leaf for quite a while, to Legend. say the least. Legend. I don't care. That man brought a cup to Toronto. Technically, technically he did. He brought the sick kids, which is like a pretty decent radius away from uh, Air Canada slash Scotiabank Arena. So I consider it the him bringing the cup to Toronto. It's probably going to be the only time it ever happens. Uh, but yeah, hats off to you amazing i love how he scored his 400th goal uh against the leafs along with michael amadio 
Uh, but they called it back in true leaf fashion. You have they always have to get the last fucking laugh. And then this last game, he gets it back. It's perfect. 394 points as a Toronto Maple Leaf, 126 as a Bruin. The two cups as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Find out if Sin has audio. Worst case scenario, he can uh, hold that face. It's popping up on my end. Yeah, it's popping Not up. popping up on game. mine. So we will go on to the presumption that Sin no longer has audio. But for those of you on the video portion, enjoy his pretty face as we look to wrap up the show here with the collective Phil Kessel for Hall of Fame. Damn it. I mean, probably not. Let's be honest. I mean, he he hasn't broken a thousand points in his career <laughs> and he might not. Uh, he's at 959 at this point in time, but I certainly hope that it happens. Um, yeah. Fifth overall pick by the Bruins in 2006. Hasn't missed a game since. Fucking cancer survivor, too, at the same time. Phil Kessel is the fucking man. That is the best way to end this particular show. By stating that fact boldly, full chest, Phil Kessel is the fucking man. As Sim for the Win continues his interpretive dance, you can, of course, find him on YouTube, Sim for the Win Productions, for some franchise content. You can also catch him uh, on my channel. On my channel, playing some NHL 2K10. A great hockey game. The greatest hockey game. Uh, but yeah, 2K24, you know that. Twitch, YouTube, everywhere. Endo Mills. At Endo Mills on Twitter, on Twitch, streaming NHL 20 be a pro because NHL 23 makes him want to cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Just, yeah. That's it. We'll see you next week, everybody. Hopefully, there's a little bit more to talk about. Hopefully, nothing overly controversial. If you'd say something like, hey, hopefully, there's something to talk about in the fucking monkey paw curls. So let's not, let's not hope too strongly. But uh, Phil Kessel. He's a goddamn hero. And the Boston Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup. I said it. Fire, fire Shelton Keefe. He seems nice, though. <laughs> but, but do it. Bye.